0: If presents Characters 101, Jesus from The Walking Dead.
1: Whoa, whoa, let's get this right. Paul Monroe. Paul Monroe. We're here to talk about Paul Monroe <laughs> fans. I don't know what you're thinking. I
0: think most people <laughs> know him as Jesus, though. That's the thing.
1: Ah, oh, Jesus. All right, fine.
0: <laughs> so if you're watching this uh, newest second half of the season of, I believe we're in season six? Season I think you're, yes, yes, you are correct. Of, season of the six the TV show Walking Dead. You'll not- notice that they've introduced a character that's, that's popular in the comic books uh, Known as Paul Monroe, a.k.a. Jesus uh, his, um, The compound where he lives, uh, which is, I believe, it's called Hilltop Yep, the Hilltop Hilltop, uh, hilltop is, the people at Hilltop have come to call him
1: Jesus because of the way he looks physically yeah, he's got the nice long hair, the the beard, you know, the whole innocent look and you know, very pure looking dude. So, Jesus.
0: So that's where we're going to get to eventually. First we're going to talk about some of the p- things that uh, you know, uh first any big news that you want to talk about? Let's see. In terms of comic books, yeah, comic books. We 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 just did the the big. Uh, uh, we did. We, we talked about um, well DC's rebirth. Well, I had you. Yes, I had you yeah. and Hey Mitch to talk about DC's rebirth. So yes, um, those who hadn't listened to that and maybe just listened to Imagine If because you like comic books that much, uh, you know, just give a quick recap of what we, what we could talked about.
1: Well, basically, okay. Right now, I have been a comic book fan for a long time, and at my origins are DC and Marvel. I was you know from from the start for me they were there. Um... I have to say, you know, New 52 came and it was all right, but it did dull me, you know, and eventually, yeah, I know you and I went from being, you know, meth addicts to, you know, finding Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) So we quit the habit. Um, I am getting ready to start being excited about comics again. Rebirth. DC Comics Rebirth. Rebirth is a very strong word. Uh, it brought Hal Jordan back, and it brought back the major mythos of the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, it brought back Barry Allen, and it really strengthened the Flash family. So I'm excited to see what it's going to do to the DC universe. Um, on the Marvel side of things, we just started a series called Avengers Standoff, and this one's kind of cool because um, there's a it's Hill. There's a, I think it's Pleasant Hill in the Marvel universe. There's this town Pleasant Hill. Oh, okay, and. I thought when the, you said Hill, I thought Maria Hill. I was like, "Well, what? that's the catch. Oh. The mayor of Pleasant Hill is Maria Hill, really." And it's this town. So in the first issue, which came out you know sometime last month in February, um, we see Bucky sneak in. Well, Winter Soldier, as his cool name is. So we see him sneak <laughs> into a, a Shield facility, and he's watching some of the security tapes, and we see this little girl. And she's like – it's like one of those things where it's like pretend you're watching a movie and all of a sudden one of the characters in the movie just starts talking to you. Mm. So Bucky even notices like, whoa, that's weird. And, you know, you're discovering this girl's like very powerful and then blam. You know, in comes reality shield agents, guns on Bucky, and that's it. And then we wake up to this new guy and everybody's calling him Jim and he's blonde hair and, you know, he's like, I have no memory – you know, what's going on. So they take him to, you know, the the, the doctor, the, because it's a small town, you know, like they just barely got electricity and, you know, it's that old timey feel. And uh, so, you know, at first we're not sure who this Jim is, as I'm doing air quotes. At, well, <laughs> as soon as you
0: say things like Jim and I think Marvel Universe, uh, you know, a few names start popping in my
1: head too, so oh, I, yeah. I, I'm interested in what where you are gonna go next with this oh yeah it's 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 exciting um well so anyway so as this guy's going around and there's one cool part so there's a you know he, he keeps trying to escape because he knows something's wrong and even then he's noticing weird stuff like at one point on the edge of town there's a big like box a big like electrical box and it's putting up a sh- like a defense shield and it says stark on the side and he's like what what is this you know and And so eventually he kind of starts coming around and accepting his fate, you know, and there's one day where he's sitting down with the town psychiatrist and, you know, he's sitting there with Dr. Bruce and Dr. Bruce is even like, (laughs) hey, you know, you're doing a great job. I'm really happy to see the progress. You know, I myself, I've had anger issues. So I, I, you know, I'm very proud to see where you're going. And you're kind of like, wait a minute. We haven't seen Bruce Banner since, you know, the Secret Wars fallout. Is this where Banner is? Huh, interesting. And, you know, then we see one guy with dark hair and he's like, he's really good with like electronics and he's got a goatee. And, you know, uh. hey, what could this guy be? And then finally, at the end of the book, a lot of the secrets come up. Are you, are you interested? I'm, I'm ready. Okay. So the guy with the goatee, that's Mach 5. That's really a beetle, right? It was Beetle, because yeah, 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 that's from the Thunderbolts, right, yeah, so he's been captured and sent to Pleasant Hill. They brainwashed him, they basically reprogrammed, told him, this is who you are, live in this small town and be happy. And you know, luckily, he's an inventive guy, and his mind was just like, "I'm not subscribing to this, and he found a way to set himself free, okay, so Jim. All right? Uh Now, there is a scene where we have a flashback of Jim, and he has a Bucky memory. And you're kind of like, well, okay, again, Winter Soldier, not, you know, to say, like, a World War II memory. But he has a Winter Soldier memory. The body language is the same in both panels, so you're like, oh, okay. And even at one point, the little girl is like, oh, you need to remember who you are, but it starts with a B. What could it be? You know, it must be him, right? No, B also stands for Baron Zemo. Oh, I was, going, I was totally going for Jim Hammond. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, Wait a but, see, yeah, Baron Zemo, he's been captured and put in this town. So, basically, Maria Hill is just – she's going hardcore. She's going to take people off the board, brainwash them, and stick them in this little town. Weird. Yeah, so that's what Pleasant Hill is going to be. And so it's an Avenger standoff because it's going to be, you know, maybe are some of the heroes okay with this or some of the heroes not okay with this. So I think it's going to be basically a big crossover um, for – cap and the uncanny avengers and then the all new all different avengers so it's basically kind of like a it's a pre i feel like it's going to be a prelude for the upcoming civil war 2 that's what I, I was about to say it sounds like yeah it's, that's what, so what i it think is. it's going to be like you know this is going to be some of the stuff pouring gasoline on that moment to be like okay let's make things a little bit hotter Uh, Because as we know, I don't know if you all watched the Captain America 75th anniversary special, but we know Steve Rogers is coming back. He's going to get young again, and he's going to wear a costume, and he's going to be Captain America. So we're, you know, obviously with Captain America Civil War, the movie coming, you know, we got to set the Marvel Universe to something that's familiar, so that way when all these movie people, when they leave the theaters and they go raid their comic book shops, they're going to be like, all right, this looks just like what I saw on on the movies. Right, exactly. Uh So, yeah, so, you know, that's that's an interesting one. I read part one, I think, today. Part two came out, so I'm very excited to read it. Because they had some stuff. Like, there's a lot of, like, scenes where, like, Maria Hill, it looks like she's talking on a TV screen. And, you know, they're talking about stuff where it's like, well, hey, if you could go back and kill Hitler, what would you do? I'd do it. And you're kind of like, what? <laughs> oh, is that good? Is that bad? You know, so it's it's an interesting theory. So um, it's, it's always interesting. You know, I, I feel like DC kind of did that with the – Remember the storyline where they sent all the villains to a planet? Yeah, um, Salvation Run. There we go, Salvation Run. So this might be their version of it, but you know, a little bit closer to home, but maybe with some more extremeness to right.
0: it. Right. I mean, with the whole brainwashing and trying to, uh, you know, yeah, re them into their or own, rehabilitate you know. them, yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I, that's, I, I kind of like that idea. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know the issue numbers, um, and we'll talk more about that. And it's it's a worthwhile read. All right. Um, we do have a few questions that were brought up to us from uh, uh, on Facebook.
1: All right, okay. question time. Thank you, fans, <laughs> in advance.
0: I always love this. And one of these you already kind of answered on Facebook, but I would love to go over it anyways and I maybe put in my two cents. There nothing wrong with that. That's so always we, fun. We have Aaron Berrigan asking, Imagine if Bruce Wayne's parents weren't killed. What would Gotham be like? What uh, Would a different hero step in? Would any of the villains wreak havoc? It seems like they only stick around... To mess with Batman
1: in the first place. Um, do you want to go over your answer that you already gave? Well, let's see. Well, something that comes to my mind real quick, kind of changing gears. There is a comic book out there. I'll have to find the issue. I'll probably post it on the Facebook. It's either Detective Comics or Batman. It's one of the big anniversary issues, like either 600 or 627, one of those two. And basically what happens is the fan st- the Phantom Stranger comes to our Batman, you mm-hmm. know, Earth whatever we currently are, <laughs> he comes to our Earth and he's like, Batman, I need you to come with me. We have to save some people. And so him and Robin, they follow the Phantom Stranger. And is this
0: a, a and, New 52 story?
1: No, this is like DC Comics, I want to say sometime in the 80s. Oh, okay. So, you know, pre-crisis maybe, post-crisis, probably pre. Okay. And so they go to this this other world. And on it, Batman has the chance to actually save Thomas and Martha Wayne. And he's kind of weighing the pros and cons about it. You know, like, the pros are, I don't have to go through this. My parents are alive. But the cons are, we lose Batman. So, in a neat twist of things, you know, obviously, Batman, you know, goes out there and meddles out his own justice and you know young Bruce Wayne sees it but instead of being terrified he's actually inspired so in this this world that we're seeing in this 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 other earth you know the waynes are still alive and they'll be there to raise Bruce and then we see young little Bruce go out in the Wayne manor and jump up and grab a tree branch and start doing pull-ups so it's like all right maybe he's been inspired enough to do the right thing okay well that I think that that brings it to a good I- I- idea I mean
0: is it the trauma that that created uh Batman for Bruce or is it a underlining, almost psychological—I uh, don't—I don't know better word than defect—that that, that <laughs> creates Batman. I mean, is, is there something in the in Bruce that will eventually cause him, it, whether his parents were alive or dead, to push to the extreme? You know, a point where he needs. I mean, because if you look at it this way, you look at it like um, Tommy Elliot. His his parents also died. Well, his mom. His didn't dad.
1: Die. Yeah, he, his dad died. Right.
0: But, but he tried to kill his dad. Exactly. So, I mean, they take the different. Like, I mean, how many superheroes or vigilante heroes come from a orphaned background?
1: Well, the Justice League now. It's by mandate. Everybody has to have <laughs> their. Everybody, and that's why John Jones is out, but I mean, everybody's been an orphan.
0: Well, Vic Stone, his father's still alive. Is Elias his father or... really alive? Is his father really there for him? <laughs> well, that's the whole thing. Is you his father was there for him? He listens to Daddy Gave Me a Name. <laughs> you know, that song plays. <laughs>
1: but, I mean, but you're right. You know, there is there is something to it. And there there really is. I mean, when you're at a young age and something happens to you, it is foundational. Right. You know, it, yes, is, it is. Big. Totally. So, I mean, uh, that's why, to me, it's interesting because. You know, does Batman have to be Bruce Wayne? Does Bruce Wayne have to be Batman? Those are always interesting questions. Uh, Do you remember the Elseworlds Batman speeding bullets? Yes. So that was the one where, you know, the the, the Waynes found baby Kal-El and they raised him and then they were murdered. And the same trauma inflicted on Kal-El, he became Batman. But then when he found the love of Lois Lane, he became Superman. So they're trying to say that those two things could steer who they eventually become. Because if we think about our post-crisis Superman... He became Superman after meeting Lois Lane. Okay. You know, so, I mean, in the original comics, the Golden Age Superman. He was Superboy. Well, the, 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 okay, so the Golden Age one, he was Superman, and then he met Lois Lane. Right. Silver and then Age in the is. Silver Age, he was Superboy, and then he met Lois Lane. Mm-hmm. And so this one's a different one. And so it's interesting, like, what are the inspirations here? Um Ultimately, you're at the disposal of the writer. You know, no, so yeah, this is this is a great you know this is a perfect question for a what if sit down. Talk, and this is
0: also us playing you know? armchair psychologist. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, can't neither one of us has got a PhD or, or MD. Whoa, so. <laughs> whoa,
1: whoa! I'm sure I'll find one someday. <laughs> um, well, but if I were if I were tasked a story, if I were tasked to write it, I would say the best I could come with the best I could like uh, just running it through my mind, I could see Bruce Wayne being like a Tony Stark. That's the best I could see him doing is like, okay, maybe he invents armor and he, he comes up with all these things. But even then, I don't know if Bruce would have challenged himself to really learn science and technology, technology and chemistry to the manner that he knows. So, I mean, that's the best I could come up with is that, okay, maybe he was a spoiled little rich kid and he, you know, went to MIT and went to all these great colleges and he became, you know, but I mean, at best, you know, maybe in the most hopefulness, he becomes a doctor like his father. Or a social worker like his mother, but the reality is he could also wind up being a spoiled rich kid. Or who knows? You know, you could always do something that. All right, you know, who kidnapped Baby Wayne? You know, stuff like that. Fair there's enough. tons of no. ways to I play mean, with it. Like I, I, I get exactly
0: what you're saying. Yeah, there's who's to say he wouldn't he wouldn't grow up to be a spoiled kid? You're, you know, yes, in the in the 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 perfect world, he would grow up to be just like his father, run Wayne Enterprises, be a doctor, kind of thing. You know, whatever like that. I think. Uh, To me I, Obviously because the biggest argument I always have about Superman Is that The only reason you have Superman is because of the Kents And the Kents raised him Totally agree Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne being alive Would have raised
1: A better Bruce
0: A, bru- a better Bruce He would not have I don't think he would have yeah, became I a don't think kid. Batman
1: would have ever been born
0: Batman. Yeah and Batman definitely wouldn't have been born However If you go into Amalgam Comics and you get Bruce Wayne, Agent Shield. I do think something like that could have happened to him. I think that he still, he still would have, like as coming from a, a family of privilege, he would have went to the best schools. He would have probably still done athletically well because he comes from good stock. I mean, you want you want to say sure, it? I could see that, yeah. And, and eventually, I mean, the 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 to be Batman can't can't just be driven by by his 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 wrath. I think the adventure has to be there too. So that part of his his life would have sprouted or blossomed more. So ultimately, he'd, more. he'd
1: be like a Steve Trevor.
0: Yes, a Steve Trevor that's perfect. You I know, could he, see he that. could have joined the military and yeah. then eventually became, he would have become the liaison for the yeah, Superman the, Justice League. Or, right. you know, it's crazy.
1: Maybe he becomes like a Max Lord, you know, like, whoa, holy Ooh. cow, you know, like, I don't have powers. Or know? even a Hal Jordan. I mean, who's to say he couldn't have got that that's ring? True. Well, they did that. They did that. They had a great Elseworlds uh, Batman in Darkest Night. And oh that's the right. Ring actually chose Bruce Wayne and he had that Batman, or he had the Green Lantern costume, but with a Batman cowl, it was still blue. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it had the... But the, it didn't have the ears, bat, right? But it didn't have ears. Right. It was such a weird, weird choice. And then Sinestro comes to Earth, and he picks up Joe Chill, and they merge minds, because that's the only thing ba- Bruce Wayne would fear. Mm-hmm. And so then they, they become like this Joker Sinestro type of thing. But yeah, that was a cool Elseworld. So, so that's true. Maybe the, maybe the ring goes to Bruce Wayne, because... It's true. Like I, I, like I, I would say like if we had like a like a pie chart breakdown, you know, determination and will, <clears throat> those are like a good. 60% no I, I'd say probably like a good 40% of what makes Batman but his drive because of the, 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 the terror the the horror and the fact that he doesn't want it to happen to anybody else mm-hmm. that's what makes Batman yeah so exactly he still would have been a phenomenal person and you're right I, I seriously doubt he would have been a slacker you know I don't think Thomas Wayne would have been like oh it's okay that you right, you, right. Know, you popped 12 <laughs> volumes today and did nothing you know no he'd and be I like th- I I mean, think... hell even Alfred himself would have been like what the hell Bruce <laughs> yeah good Get your act together, Quit Master spending Rain. my inheritance, Master <laughs> Bruce. I, I, and
0: also, I think the fact that characters like, okay, we, we, whenever we see elves worlds uh, and they take them out of their situations where they, they're no, normally seen, you have characters. These characters are important because they are the important characters. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. yes, this is the characters we're writing about and they're the subjects of the stories, but you can't just be I mean, taking away the fact that he's, his parents were murdered he's still going to be someone important yeah so i think these are kind of things that would that would happen um would a hero another hero take his place i would say yeah would somebody
1: else have stepped up to be batman maybe Um, not batman i would i'd say the same thing like i don't think i don't think we would have had the bruce wayne batman but we'd have something batman esque you'd probably you'd, you'd probably wind up with somebody like the punisher running around gotham somebody would have probably stepped up and just been like you know what To hell with this. Because I could honestly... I could see like a neat moment. You know, like who's the one father Batman did save? Jim Gordon. Jim Gordon. So Jim Gordon's going to die. If there's no Bruce Wayne Batman, I'm sorry, but Jim Gordon would die. You're right. And so with Jim dead... That's going to cause somebody, you know, maybe Harvey Bullock is just like, you know what, the hell with this, man. I'm going to go out there and I'm going to be, you know, caught by day and dirty at night or, or, or whatever. Or Renee
0: Montoya. Yeah, Montoya might take up a stand. I mean, she
1: eventually takes up the idea, the the identity of, of the question, why, why not? Yeah, why not uh, just take a up a character, yeah. you know? So I would feel like somebody in the GCPD would step up and be like, enough is enough. We're <laughs> tired of the revolving door. Here we go.
0: And, you know, I think that this also takes into account the idea of, of the villains of Gotham Yes, there are a lot of villains that are attributed to Batman. You, I mean, you can't really have the Joker without Batman. Yeah. You can't really have uh, Two-Face without Batman. Yeah. But there are a lot of villains that happen and a lot of heroes that happen in Gotham that aren't attributed to, to Batman. Mr. Freeze would have happened with with or without Batman.
1: That's true, because Bruce, Bruce and Batman were neither at that scene of that right. situation. Exactly. Uh, Jonathan Crane as the Scarecrow. He still would have happened. He was just a sick, demented guy. Testing on his college students, so he now, just would have gone longer. Yeah, you know? would, would
0: they have stuck around Gotham without Batman? Who's to say?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it could even go into a worse chaotic scene. Yeah, it, the, you know, the, the town like, itself could. Have the just town been. itself would have gone crazy. Yeah. And actually, I'm glad you brought up Harvey Dent. I think Harvey Dent would have been our hero of this story. I wouldn't. <clears> that's exactly because true. his 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 outlet wouldn't have come out. Because of the, the the acid in the face, because that crime boss actually had a day in court, mm-hmm. the outlet of anger just would have consumed Harvey. So there'd be the just the one face, or you could even play up the idea of the, you know the mask is the face, how they do the Bruce Wayne right, Batman right. thing. So yeah, he puts on this mask and he becomes whoever he needs to be. You I, know? I could totally. I mean,
0: I mean, we. I, I know that that was a cartoon episode. Of Batman the Animated Series, where he he put on, he up the, put on the persona of the judge. Yeah, the judge. So I mean, he
1: his his psyche is so busted, yeah, and he still would have been damaged goods. I mean, right. exactly. He was. I don't know if they've ever played it that he was abused as a child or why he has the anger issues to the extreme he did. But yeah, that's that that damaged psyche was there. And then you take into you know? account Azrael.
0: Azrael, his family was doing or John Paul the Valley, Knights, is, yeah, the, they were doing experiments on his mind way before Bruce even became. Batman, yep. so those, those things would have happened still. Uh, you know, the Graysons still would have been killed. The Graysons would have still been killed. He still would, would have been would killed. Ru- So what would Dick happen Dick to Grayson? Dick Grayson? Yeah, yeah exactly. You know. He would probably just been living with the with the, the circus more longer. But yeah,
1: that's true. He probably would have just been you know maybe at best a traveling hero, right? You know, but with his circus, right? Um, Tim Drake, who would he have fallen? You know, who would he have decided to be like? All right, you know, where do I where do I put my skills and talents to use? Plus. I didn't even think about this, but uh, if you take
0: into account Golden Age heroes, Alan Scott worked out of Gotham City. That's right. So would he? He would have probably at least stepped up a little bit. I would assume. Yeah, maybe he would
1: have to come back and do something. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting too, they also had another hero from that era, or not not to the Golden Age, but maybe like in that Lost '50s '60s era. Uh, and this was—it's all part of a story called Batman Year Two. Um, it got flushed out of continuity right around probably infinite crisis time but it was such a cool story so there's this character called the reaper the reaper the reaper so basically if you've seen mask of the phantasm that's That's kind of that's where they were looking at that they stole a lot of elements from it and the reaper was he was just this like he was basically a golden age or you know I don't know, but you know, something in between gold and silver. He was this this punisher and he was just going around. He would brutally murder people. And you know, here it is the second year of Batman. So the Reaper comes back and it's such a, it's such a sad heartbreaking tale because Bruce Wayne meets this woman, Caspian Van Dyne or something like that. And you know, she's this, you know, rich socialite and Bruce Wayne falls head over heels and she's going to make a, she's going to join like the, the, the sisterhood. So of course, Bruce Wayne's working his charm and she's fallen for it, and they're in love, and they're in love. Like She's going to be like, I'm not going to join the sisterhood. I'm going to be your wife. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, I think I'm going to get rid of Batman. But then the Reaper is like, nope, I'm challenging Batman. I need you to come out. So they go and they fight. And also, while this is going on, Bruce Wayne finally tackles Joe Chill. Right. He's got him in his crosshairs, and they're fighting and stuff like that. And then somehow um, <clears throat> the Reaper discovers Bruce Wayne is Batman, and so he willingly, like – commits suicide slash dies because he's like, oh well, you know, you're gonna take up my cause, so that's okay, <laughs> you know. And then Caspian is like, oh my God, my dad was the Reaper. I have to be a nun. I have to atone for his sins. And Bruce's heart is broken all over again. It's like, oh, such a painful story. But you know, obviously, characters like the Reaper and Alan Scott, they were in Gotham City before that, right? You know? So I mean, yeah, there would there would have been heroes. There would
0: still be villains. Uh, the world would just have been a lesser place without a Batman yep. Gotham probably would have still would have been either just as dark or darker.
1: Yep. No, I, I definitely agree with that. So yeah, no. So I think some of our, I think what we can come to consensus, Bruce Wayne himself probably would have been a little bit more government hero, probably like a Steve Trevor, you know, superhero liaison type of guy. Um, you know, I toss in the Max Lord thing just because I'm like, oh, maybe he would be bad. But no, he wouldn't. Bruce Wayne wouldn't cave that way. He would he'd be <laughs> overprotective and watch the crap out of him. Yes. Actually, no, I don't even think he would have done that. Don't I don't think, think so. he would have done the Omax and the whole Brother Eye. I. I don't think he would have because he would embrace, like, because Thomas Wayne. Could you imagine if Thomas Wayne lived on an Earth and saw Superman? He would just be like, oh, my <laughs> God, this is amazing.
0: I don't know, though. You I know? think I, I think the the minute... Uh. A uh, Bruce Wayne sees a Martian Manhunter or a or Superman. That's he, re- he reads the history of Krypton, or you know, star, even Starfire comes. You know, comes in he, he's like, "There's things beyond us, and I do need to maybe not create OMAC so much, but I think we would still get um, Fire Eye and whatnot, yeah. yeah, something like that. Yeah, I,
1: I could see that. I could see him doing that, but I don't know. I, I'm just I'm trying to think like, what would Thomas Wayne's teachings do? On a on a Bruce Wayne who because see the thing is nobody was there for Bruce's foundations,
0: just well, the trauma.
1: Alfred, well, Alfred was, but, but he, it's more cleaning up know, because of what happened. Yeah, You're and, right. And even that's tough too because you know, like Alfred. God, Alfred was barely there in the Golden Age. I think he's almost like a Silver Age add-on. And then and
0: once and, in the, you know, they come, come into the modern age is when he starts getting all this back history of yeah, of so, being in the army, having right. have Shakespeare and all his other... Yeah, so they made he's him even better. the in, fucking in man because he's done everything. Yeah, seriously.
1: He's like, oh, I can field dress a wound and I can teach you how to throw your voice. And, yeah. <laughs> and here's how you pick a lock, you know? <laughs> Who needs Henry Descartes and... Yeah, you don't need those guys and, anymore. Zatara. Because yeah, it used to be. Like, the thing is, it was like... Ten or twelve different men who trained Batman to be who he was. Well, I mean, they they did that in the, the, the episode um, when Batman and Zatanna when you found out their history. Right. The only reason John, again with air quotes, met Zatara, no Z- Zatanna. Zatanna, it was, it was because, because he was wanted he was... to learn his magical skills, and that's how he met Zatanna.
0: Well, he met you know? magical skills because he still, well, didn't but you, the know, his, like, and, hand, and, yeah, you know, he's like sleight of hand, sleight of hand, yeah, lock stage picking, and, and yeah, and being able to disappear, yeah. Uh, yeah so there there you have it Aaron. I think I hope that uh, answers your questions you know adequately yeah. uh, I think that's where uh, we would have to be with that um, and then you you went on to say uh, that's a good one. imagine if Bruce Wayne were spoiled. imagine if Thomas Wayne had hardened by the attempt on his his and his family's lives so many places they could take this, which we didn't we didn't get on. In this, we, we talked about Bruce Wayne's parents not dying. Is it because the whole attack never happened or because it, the attack got, like, foiled? Like, brute, like Thomas Wayne, Thomas Wayne just got the gun out of his hand there. and stuff. and yeah. So we didn't
1: even talk about that. That's true. Because, I, I, yeah, I mean, in one scenario, I could see, you know, the struggle happens. And as soon as that guy goes for the pearls, you know, Thomas Wayne just loses it and backs him into a wall. The gun falls. They're slugging it out. You which know, is funny because
0: I think in every account of... Of any time I've ever seen Thomas Wayne, other than Christopher Nolan's Thomas Wayne, he's a big dude, right? He, he's he's actually a pretty hot, like, like he looks bulky like Batman dude. Yeah, yeah, he's already big. But uh, in Christopher Nolan's, it's played by uh, I can't think of the actor's name right now, but he's not a big guy. He's kind no, of he's,
1: yeah, he's a he's definitely he's got he's got a doctor's physique, right? Yeah, you know, he's not you know like oh my god, this is a Thomas Wayne who's like <laughs> I lift weights while doing heart surgery, you know. <laughs> Alfred, bring me all the weights.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it, it definitely would have made um, a difference of, of of what Bruce saw.
1: I mean, that's exactly what happens in Flashpoint Vortex or oh, yeah, Flashpoint. Yeah. Well, yeah. So that's, that's Thomas, Thomas Wayne, Wayne stops it, but Bruce dies. Uh, Martha Wayne loses her marbles, becomes the Joker. Batman is just so. F- Our Thomas Wayne is so filled with anger, he becomes Batman, and but you know, a more dangerous Batman. Yeah, a sick Batman. But uh, but I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah, exactly.
0: So what that would have done to Bruce to see his father not play it as a uh, uh, as a pacifist and be like, look, you can have our wallet, you can have the necklace, just yeah, be calm. And go. But this one, he like fucking uppercuts him to the next yeah. realm. <laughs> he pulls out his own hidden piece and he's like, give me your gun and your hat, punk. <laughs> so very interesting. Uh, we'll have to get into that sometime. Um, Stacia Bowen also asks, imagine if the Hulk and Wonder Woman had a baby. So we have a little bit of uh, world crossing here, and uh, would it worlds
1: were moved?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe even destroyed one of them. Uh, Would it come out looking like Shrek babies with better ears? Is that considered an interracial relationship since he is green, or or no? And why don't superheroes shack up and make more superhero babies? Um, So yeah, we have. I mean, think about it. Wonder Woman is pretty much the only one that you. I mean, other than in pre-crisis, the only one that Superman can ever kind of be with in that way, like, to have a baby.
1: Well, you know, this has always been, like, there's this famous article somebody wrote, Man of Steel, Woman of Kleenex. (laughs) And I need to sit down and fully read it. I'm sure I've I've read bits and pieces of it. And somebody has this idea that, you know, when, when Clark and Lois conceive and the fetus is inside Lois, that if it kicks, it would just shatter her. Right. Well... Okay, Clark didn't Maybe. have his powers right exactly. away. Exactly, Clark didn't have his powers growing up all the way. So, I mean, you know, how, is this fetus exposed to natural sunlight? No, it's inside a body, inside a woman's body. So, I mean, it, but it depends on your Kryptonian lore. I mean, if we go back to the Silver Age Superman when he was Super Baby... You know, Superman the Man of Steel, or Superman the movie, you know, he lifts the truck as a baby. That's true. So, those are the ones I think people get stuck with because that's the more pop culture Superman that we are aware of. So, that's why people feel that way. So, yeah, at the time, Wonder Woman, because she is like, I mean, Wonder Woman, I would say Wonder Woman outside of Invisible Woman is the most powerful female superhero out there. Um, Yeah. I will give you that. But Invisible Woman is powerful because of her projective powers. Wonder Woman is powerful because of who she is. Right. You know, so it's like, you know, technically, I mean, just because of the Dimascara and Zeus and the Greek gods, Wonder Woman is just Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she wasn't like, oh, I, I was imbued with cosmic rays and I have a power. No, she's just that. So uh if we're looking at it, I I guess for me the big question is who who did she bed with? Did she bed with Bruce or did she
0: bed with Hulk? Well, see, I think that's I mean, you yeah. you have to he, you have to bed with Bruce. I mean, the Hulk is not that's yeah, not not sex usually doesn't make w- you angry. Exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> he's not a force of love, he's yeah. a force of rage. So <laughs> and it does as, give a whole new meaning to Hulk smash. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as he starts feeling... like that's the whole point in, in Avengers Age of Ultron is yeah, Bruce know, are he, Bruce and uh, Natasha fall in love. Right. So as soon as she says, "Hey, Hey, buddy, hey big guy. It's it's yeah, time to come down. The sun's setting. He's, he's, he's calming down, and yeah. that would that's what exactly what happen. So you would have Bruce and Wonder Woman going at it, which you know Wonder Woman could find her, hey, him she, to be attractive. She could you know? find
1: love out of the guy that he is. You know exactly, and and, not, and the yeah. warrior that he can become. Exactly, you know, and, and so yeah, I could see that. So I mean, I would say, um, you know, so I, I ultimately I see Bruce and Diana being together. Um, do but, they come out looking
0: like Shrek babies? Yes, they do come out looking green. I think ooh, with, okay, with Jennifer Walters, the fact that her DNA is actually changed when she gets... Uh, Exposed Bruce's, to Bruce's, Bruce's blood transfusion. Blood, right, so she becomes green. Um, but then again, she can also change back. I, I always forget about that because she likes to stay it's in her It's really, yeah, more. it's rarer. Than but that. you have in Old Man Logan, you have the, the Hulk family that's always green. That's uh, right. Which, you know... Those it, Hulklings are... Right. So, scar...
1: Scar is. is Scar, green. but he can also turn back into a kid. I didn't know that. Yeah, I remember they showed, like, because he's like this warrior kid with, like, a shaved head, and then he turns into Scar. And, and most people like him as Scar because visually it looks cooler than, than you a know, kid some with a little, that. you know, malnutrition, angry boy. So I would say, yes, they, they, they are going
0: to be green. Now. Are they considered interracial? Not because of their green. I would say because she's Amazonian.
1: Yeah, well, so she's the dimascara... is wherever pretty much. Is... I
0: think it's it's pretty much described as being like in the Mediterranean. Yeah, so, so she's kind of Greek. I mean, she's it's she's all about Greek, the Greek yeah. gods yeah. and stuff. So, so, so she's totally a so Greek there's woman. the mixed race. <laughs> yeah, that's that's why
1: we get it not because of you know, pigmentation but because of culture, right. culture, location. No, I agree with that. Uh, and then why
0: don't more superheroes shack up and make superhero babies? I think they do. Unfortunately, It just
1: doesn't work out. Well, it's always funny because, you know, and it's, you know, maybe it goes back to the old adage, don't shit where you eat, you know, so that is something. I mean, could you imagine, you know, like, let's let's go back to the original Justice League, the big seven, six dudes and Wonder Woman, you know. And of course, Hal Jordan, you know, is like, hey, I'm Hal Jordan. Batman's just like, I don't give a shit about any of you people. Barry, you know, he's probably like, I want to look, but I can't look. I want to look. I I can't look, but I want to look, but I can't look. You know, at super speed, uh, John Jones is like, you're all a bunch of aliens. This is weird. <laughs> you all come from monkeys. Yeah. You know that, right? <laughs> you know, people are gross. <laughs> um, so, I mean, you know, the majority of the team is oogling her, you know, mm-hmm. and – you know, does it happen? Well, it's funny because if we go back to one of our favorite shared runs of comics, JLA. Mm-hmm. So at the start they were they were playing with the whole Aquaman Wonder Woman. Right. romance, like, ooh, will it happen? But no, Aquaman meant back to Mara, who again is another metahuman, and they have had a child. Okay, so that one didn't, it was going to happen, it didn't happen. Um, then they played with Batman and Wonder Woman. But, you know, Batman separated from her because he's always on his quest. He's just not going to have time for her. But they did explore that in Injustice, which is kind of like an Elseworlds type book. And, you know, so with an Elseworlds within an Elseworlds, so that's breaking like the (laughs) 16th wall. Um, When they take Emperor Superman, or what is he called? The Injustice Superman, regime Superman, when they they, they put him under like a trance, and he's basically living out his fantasy where Lois never died and they had a child. So Superman's still with Lois and they have their child, and Batman's with Wonder Woman. But Batman, actually, I don't think they have kids there. Um, But they, they, you know, they've always they've showed those two settling down, so there is something there. But I mean, we've we've seen other Elseworlds where Batman and Catwoman have, well, actually, Batman and Catwoman have Huntress. Right, there's another adventurer hero. Um, Was it Connor Hawk. You know, but he settled down. He or that's Ollie and a regular woman, right?
0: Well, she's not exactly regular. Super heroics to her. I'm trying to think. If, who? Uh, which one is her? His mother? His mother is either the archer or it was just a lady that he knocked up before he became Green Arrow. I thought it
1: was some lady, but I'm not too sure. It, it might. It might just be. Um, but th- if we go to Roy, Roy uh, Arsenal, him and che- I, Cheshire, Cheshire, right? And they had their daughter. So there's another. Well, see, that's where I think
0: I think it gets into. It's like they. Well, one whenever they write comic books where where two superheroes eventually have a, a child, one they don't do it that often because you don't want to age the characters. That's true. Aging characters makes it bad because then you you remind the readers that these characters have been around for so long. Yeah. Then when they do, you're giving them a moment of happiness, which is good, but then it's also bad because yeah, you that's want not what's conflict, exciting, yeah. right? So the kid ends up getting
1: kidnapped. He gets he gets aged. Uh, he, he gets thrown back in time you know Well, they've even th- done the extremes like aqua baby they straight up killed yeah aqua baby and this was like that was- 60, 70s it was like what the hell just happened <laughs> you
0: know? and then, so but then the other thing I see about superhero the superhero community uses I think of it as like Hollywood so you got you, you when you have these stars they only they have relationship with other stars because they're the only other people that understand what they're going through most of the time true. So that's why you have Batman and Catwoman, you know, who should be enemies, but they eventually get together because they know what the other one is going that through. That they understand that adventure. Wonder, Wo- Wonder Woman fact. and Superman get together because they both know they're going to
1: outlive everybody else. Yep. You know, they that, that that kind of thing happens between the two of them. Yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, I, I feel like sometimes Wonder Woman must look at Lois Lane and Superman must look at Steve Trevor and they're like, oh, that's cute. You got a play thing. <laughs> <laughs> And that, I mean,
0: you got to think maybe the Steve Trevor and Lois Lane look at the other two and be like, "Oh, so that's what's going to happen next when we die, you yeah, know, yeah. when I die." No, you're
1: already eyeballing your next meal, right? Huh?
0: So you know, and that's just the way it kind of works with that community. It, it it doesn't really work when when stars go and marry. People that aren't stars except for Matt Damon. Matt Damon wouldn't find himself a waitress, <laughs> and they're
1: perfectly happy together. Yeah. Well, and it's rare, but it's funny because even then they get turned. You know, like Hal Jordan, he got selected to be Green Lantern. Then, you know, the love of his life, Carol Ferris, boom. becomes She became Star Sapphire. Yeah, you know right. The only one that it really was never like a power meta person was Iris West. Yeah, Barry and Iris. Barry and Iris. But now they're not even together in the comedy. I mean, Patty Spivitt all of a sudden blew up. And then she you becomes, know? well... Did she become
0: something? Because I know in that one storyline, right after Rebirth, she was the speedster
1: from another dimension or something like that. I I I, I don't think so. I think that might have been the only time they ever played okay. with something. But I could be wrong. Um, I don't really know my, you know, 70s, 80s Flash. I don't know what they if they did anything to her. But but there's a couple of cases. But it is funny. It happens a lot more than we think it does. And you've got the best explanation on that. It is. It's, you know, if, you know, like, I mean, Teachers, you know, teachers wind up marrying teachers. Why? Because you go through the same stuff. You have the same time off. You have the same travels. Cops. Cops usually wind up marrying cops because you go through the same stuff. We do birds of a feather flock together. Right. You know, you wind up getting there.
0: So. And it's just it, – it, or uh, – um.
1: X-Men, yeah, no, X-Men the, the X-Men, Christ, they're, they're incesting all the time. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, you look at the, the Summers family tree, you need a <laughs> you need a tour map. <laughs> the tree goes downward somehow. <laughs> it somehow goes back in time? <laughs> so, yes, we would have uh, Bruce and Diana would make Hulk babies, uh, Amazonian Hulk babies. They That's are, scary. Because uh, well, could, could you imagine, okay, an Amazon lives off of its anger? Now it powers up when it gets angrier. <laughs> Holy and, cow! And taught to fight like Bruce. Uh, Bruce Banner doesn't know how to fight. Now Bruce doesn't know how to fight. He Look Hulk he is do. just
0: a, 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 a smashy 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 man. <laughs> yeah. He's you're going to get hit. Now you take it. You take Jennifer Walters. Give her Amazonian tr- like fucking
1: training. And oh who's going to defeat her? Oh. <laughs> yeah. Because I mean, like, I mean, if we ever like, it's funny. Everybody always likes to play. You know, what about Batman versus Superman? No, 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 no. What about Wonder Woman versus anybody? Yeah. She is going to be a way better fighter than Batman or Superman. Because
0: that's the same thing about Superman, is that, is, once again, people don't take into account that Superman doesn't know how to fight. He's he never trained to fight. Yeah, he never like, he learned jujitsu or went he out. He just there. knows that if I hit something, it's going to go far away because I'm super strong. Yep. And that's all he has to rely on. And to, that's That thus creates conflict in those storylines where they write. Hey, Superman has lost his powers, but he still wants to go and fight crime. What happens when he gets up to that criminal and he's like, "Oh, that doesn't hurt you. I mean, you got a decent haymaker, but that's you got one punch. So that's about it." That's why I think in uh before New 52 came around, they started teaching him, letting him learn
1: the Kryptonian martial arts, the Ka-ra or whatever oh, it was yeah, called. They were, yeah, they're playing with that. Well, there was one cool story. I remember one they did that was really neat. I think I want to say maybe it was just called powerless, but the JLA all lost their powers, and everybody was like, "What do we do?" And Batman's like, "Whatever, I'm <laughs> you fine. Know, like, I'm still me." <laughs>
0: that's uh, well. See, that's, I, I remember there was a I think there was a uh, cartoon of Spider-Man, not the '90s Spider-Man cartoon, but there was another one where, or no, I think it might have just been Ultimate Spider-Man, the comic book, where he comes across Shang Chi. And uh, the, he's like, like the two of them end up fighting, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, you don't know how to fight, do you, Spider Man?" <laughs> yep. He's like, mm, "Well, I don't really need to. I I, I web I people up and strength. I jump around." <laughs> and he goes, "Well, you need to learn how to do some type of martial arts to incorporate all that stuff." And he teaches them for like the next two issues.
1: Yeah, that's right. That so, was a that was a fun thing, and it's true because I mean, could you imagine if if some of these like okay imagine if the Flash knew a martial arts. That would incorporate wow. his speed? Yeah. That would be amazing. I mean, you know? take
0: take him to an acupuncturist that would be like, look, if you hit these certain areas in a person's body, they're going to just shut down. Yeah. And you do that at super speed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just turned a human
1: body into a liquid pool.
0: <laughs> they literally, their bones melted. How did you do that? <laughs> like, eh, speed force. <laughs> Which, you know, I've always wanted to do, and I, I hate it because I don't. When when I go to Hall H in, in San Diego Comic Con, I don't want to get. What is there. this mystical place? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 now it's it's almost like you need to win the fucking Wonka oh, golden God. ticket to get to San Diego Comic Con. However, every time I've ever gone before, and I've been in Hall H, I want to go ask a question to the people that the like the stars of the Avengers and, and X Men, but I don't want to wait in that line because it's insane. Yeah, uh, but I want to be like, how is it? to, How is it? like especially like Captain America. Captain America um Hugh Jackman or oh, so, so Chris Evans, <laughs> Hugh Jackman and uh Scarlett Johansson. They're they're learning a certain type of fight fight style, but then they also have to incorporate uh, their mutation or their weapon or their so powers, so yeah. Steve has or Chris Evans has to learn how to fight but also with the shield. Natasha has to learn how to do Scarlet has to learn how to do <laughs> uh the the lucha libre fighting style but with uh, wrist uh, guns, and obviously Hugh Jackman has to learn how to how to box, but with knives oh, in his yeah. hands, you know. It's interesting to think about like learning how to fight, but then also
1: incorporating these other uh, tools that uh, that are essential to their characters. That's you know, funny, as you bring that up, that makes me think of two funny stories. So I remember um, w- probably reading something. It was about Hugh Jackman. He was talking about the first time he played Wolverine in the first X-Men movie. And, of course, he's all excited, you know, young, young scrapper Hugh Jackman. You're like, oh, this is a great time, you know. And that's a horrible <laughs> Australian accent. But so anyways, at one point, he's in the full Wolverine costume, the black leather. And it's one of the times where he swings out the arms, popping the claws for the classic Wolverine pose, pose and he hits his thigh. Right. Slices open his thigh. Doesn't even realize he's done it because he's just so like, oh, you know, so the is going, yeah. And so as he's going back to the trailer to take the costume off, he notices he has to peel off the leg. Oh, I just ripped open my thigh. (laughs) (laughs) So he had to get stitches for that. He also had it really bad because if you remember when they throw him off the Statue of Liberty, so they put him in a harness well, they didn't tuck his smooth criminals in all the way. <laughs> so the harness is pinching those bad boys. So that's why if you look, some of those screams, they're legit like, my God! <laughs> you know, I wouldn't doubt healing it. Healing factor, that. <laughs> um, that's,
0: uh, what, that kind of reminds me, if you, if you watch the, on the Blu-ray or DVD edition of uh, Batman Begins, there's a whole featurette documentary about uh, they almost invented a whole new fight style for uh, Kirsten Bale to learn... To become Batman, this nice. whole like you know fighting with the elbows and and uh, protecting his face and stuff like that, you know it's it because because you had to incorporate the fact that he's wearing yeah, a he's mask this and he's got a and he's cape got those and, arm gauntlet. Things, right, exactly. Yeah. So it was it was very it's a very interesting documentary. If anybody hasn't watched it yet, they should. Okay, <laughs> I think we've done enough with questions and, and news. Let's get <laughs> well, to that, that was fun.
1: Thank you, fans. Thank you. Yes, uh, this, very I love much so. that stuff. Keep those know? questions
0: coming. You know, this is exactly what we. Created this show for I mean the, to, to expand our minds And you know uh, Enrich our creativity I yeah, guess
1: I Geek out about comic books man. I love it <laughs> yeah. Because you know Well it's funny Because I, I guess I've kind of been going Through a little bit Of a crisis with this stuff I love comic books I love comic books You know And you know But I, I understand A lot more people That are coming into the genre Are movie or TV fans yeah, Exactly And yeah. it's just like Oh you know So I can't be like Oh remember this issue Of Greenland i be like wait Green Lantern's a comic book? I thought it was a bad film. Oh, double Aww. kick to the fanboys, you know? <laughs> so it's it's neat to have these moments. So yeah, anyway, I can share all those years of comic book history with you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I was saying, this is exactly what comic book readers have been doing since
0: probably day one in, in their... Well, in day one, they would have been hiding their comic books. <laughs> but, you know, when it turned out to be comic books were fun. And then, you know, then they became a big thing and people would sit around and talk about it. What would happen oh, yeah. if this happened? What would, you know, what, what,
1: why, is this, is, why is this this way and stuff like that? Well, that's why I think something that was really cool that was in the comic books that they've kind of lost, the letters page. Letters page. I mean, that's what this is. But back then, because right. like, like ham radios were big. So you probably did. You probably had a couple kids and they would, you know, like, hey, we're going to get on this frequency and we're going to talk. <laughs> so they might have done what we're kind of doing, you know, just not recording it. You just talked. Uh, but the letters page was huge. You could type in a letter and send it. And, you know, and I know there was a thrill where you'd go back and you'd look and you're like, oh, my God, I can't wait to see mine. You know, since we're talking about a Walking Dead character, if you read a Walking Dead comic book, yes, it is a comic book. If you read a Walking Dead comic book, there is a letters page. There's like three or four letter pages. And it's awesome because you have the editor of the book, but you also have Robert Kirkman there answering and talking and putting. It's like a whole nother comic in itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I I wager because if you ever go and buy The Walking Dead, because right now the back issues are going to be extremely pricey. It's not worth it. So you'll go out and buy the trades. I mean, you could buy, you know, the whole set of trades, all 26 trades, probably for the same price as, you know, issue 52 of Walking Dead. So, of course, you're going to buy them. But it's a shame because you miss out on those letter pages. Um, so, I mean, if they were ever to put out a book that was just like, hey, you know, here's the here's the letter pages, I bet it would sell. Yeah. I bet it would sell. I wouldn't doubt it. And that's what, the, right, Walking Dead, that's what we're talking
0: about. <laughs> if you're watching the newest season and you're caught up, there's been three episodes after the winter break and uh, episodes 2 and 3 uh, introduced us to a character that was, like we said earlier, uh, popular in the comic books um, at one point uh, people were saying that he is probably a uh, brought into the comic books because there's no Daryl in the comic books and the TV show had already
1: started yeah, I feel like, I've, in my opinion I could be wrong, but I feel like Robert Kirkman was just like, wow this Daryl character blew up and you know, yeah, could they introduce Daryl in the comics? Sure. But I think that's one of those little aces in the ace in the hole that you're going to hold on to. But how do you whet appetites? All right, let's 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 throw this character out there. Because I remember some of the first artwork of Jesus, you know, he's standing there. He's got his cool-looking coat. and he, I think, if I remember correctly, I'm pretty sure he even had a crossbow. And I was like, oh, okay, Daryl's coming. Because, you know, he has a cameo first appearance. So you just see, like, this page of art. And you don't, I don't even know if he said anything. You know, and he's got the beanie, the long hair, and the beard. So you're like, okay, well, maybe, maybe he's gonna shave, and he's gonna look like Norman Reedus. Okay, <laughs> maybe this is him. And I just feel like, you know, they, they took elements elements of oh god, Daryl, Daryl, and they they just made a new character, Jesus, and it blew up. People love Jesus. Um, and Jesus is a good character because in the comics, we lose major characters. All the time. Yeah, I mean, some of the actors that you have on the screen are not there on the pages. I right. don't want to spoil anything for anybody, but, you know, there's going to be some hurtful losses. And, you know, so that's why it's neat for a character like Jesus, because that'll be somebody who comes into our life to replace a void that we lost. Uh, very
0: very much so. So I, I, I think it's interesting that in the very first episode of uh, uh, that we see Jesus, I should say, or Paul Monroe, uh, as he says, he says his name is. He says, "My name is Paul Monroe," uh, but the people that I call friends call me Jesus. And he does the
1: classic pose, hangs out, he <laughs> does the
0: crucified pose, uh, and just at, and at that point, he's talking really fast to keep um, Rick and Daryl on their toes, or or at least off their game, because he he's kind of pulled the sleight of hand on them. Oh, he was awesome in that, right? Yeah, I, I mean, mean he the, the, this episode that they introduced him in, he's. He's, uh, he's, he's pulling one over on, on the, I mean, when this episode began, it's, it's talking, Rick is talking about how him and Daryl are going to go out on a run and all he could do was sit there and yell at the screen and be like, why would the two biggest badasses in town go on a run? (laughs) Send one of them
1: with someone else, you know, leave one of them there to defend the town. I mean, I do appreciate the buddy cop episode, but the logistics of it are like, you just hey, we're going to take the president and the vice president, we're going to let them rent a car and drive to California by themselves. <laughs> Through Compton. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but no, I mean, it, it, it did. It did play, the fact that it played out as a buddy cop episode was so perfect. The two of them oh, rarely yeah. get, to do, get to do scenes together in the first place. True. And even rarer get to do scenes where they, they can laugh and joke around. So I think it was it was perfect that the two of them got
1: to do this episode. And it was such a great episode too. Oh, that was fun. I mean, that's you know, in in a in a world of the Walking Dead and knowing what's coming and knowing what could happen, it's scary. So it was nice to have an episode where you just genuinely smile and you have fun. I mean, you know, I think when we were watching The Talking Dead, they even said, you know, Norman and Andy, they both watched uh, The Sundance Kid, or Butch Cassidy and The right. Sundance Kid to prep for. And it's like, how awesome is that? You know, like, can you imagine that? Like, we're, we're actors someday. Like, hey, Mitch, uh, we're going to do this episode together. You want to sit down and, you know, check out this buddy cop <laughs> film now? You you know, like dude, that that's awesome. So yeah, that was that was such a fun episode. You know, and especially after you know coming back from the possible loss of Glenn, when we had that three episodes of like, where the hell is he? Right. You know, what's going on with this trash can? You know, and and then you know, okay, now we're taking the show away for like three months. And <laughs> you know, so that was that was a very very nice fan treat. Which was fantastic of The Walking Dead.
0: So then, I mean, in in the episode, he uh, steals their truck from them that has the the supplies that they in in turn have found or acquired, and uh, eventually they get to uh, they 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 steal it back. He gets on top of the van. He's doing karate <laughs> jumps and and oh. like you know totally like. Just ninjing out, I guess, yeah, is the best way to is, do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but he, uh, they get to a farm where there's some walkers, and the the van goes into the water, and uh, you know, he hits his head, and instead of killing or leaving him there to die, you know, uh, Rick says, "No, oh, we're gonna we're gonna bring him back." And Daryl's like, "We should just tie him up in the, tr- in the top of a tree." And uh, one of the my favorite parts of the episode, and I laughed so hard when it happened. Because Daryl's in the back seat with uh, Jesus, oh. <laughs> and and Rick is totally like just swerving Jerking the car the wheel so that yeah. Jesus falls into uh, Rick into Daryl's yeah. shoulder, yeah. So I just I just thought it was. Uh, and then eventually they put him in the prison at, at Alexandria, and he makes his way out and and surprises Michonne and, he and takes Rick. It's one of the moments we've been waiting for, and well, he was a little too late to block in Zikakin, but <laughs> so I. That, I mean, that's that's what he's in in the, uh, in the, the TV show. show. Yeah. Uh, the next episode, we get to learn a little bit more about him with uh, the fact where he comes from, Hilltop, and, uh, you know, who he answers to, Gregory, who, which, to me, pissed me off more than anything, this Gregory character, because oh. it's the goddamn zombie apocalypse, and sleazy politicians still exist. Seriously, how was
1: this guy not fed to a zombie? <laughs> how was he not fed to I a zombie no early idea. on? Like, my, yeah... Well, and that's what's neat, like going to the the comic side of stuff. So it's kind of the same thing. If I remember correctly, I think – I know he ambushes some of the characters and does the same thing. But what was really exciting about uh, Jesus, and if you want to go back and and read his comic book origins, um, track down The Walking Dead volume 16 of the trade paperback series, and it's called A Larger World. And what a great title for what that story was. It literally does that. It is – you know, we have Rick – And, you know, they they do fight off the wolves. In the comics, I don't think they were called the wolves. In the show, they called them the wolves. So they fight off this group, and it's kind of like, all right, cool. We've beat, you know, we've beat these pirate people. We've beat zombies. We've got walls. We've got a community. And now the world just got bigger. Here's another community and another community. And it's like, oh, this is awesome. We're starting to see towns now. Right. You know, like this book's going a little medieval. This is awesome. And so one of the first people to expose himself would be Jesus. So he comes along and um, I guess he he, he attacks um, – Abraham and Michonne so he goes after them and he's like alright you know and eventually convinces them to be like hey take me to your leader so you take him to Rick and then it plays out kind of like the show did okay. where eventually they're like okay look we'll take our group we'll, we'll go to your town and we'll see what's going on and I think the, the, the way to describe Jesus both in the show and the, car, in the comics he's like the only fighter in a farm town Right. You know, so that's why I think he's kind of excited meeting Rick's group. He's like, oh, people like me, Other we people can do stuff, can, yeah. you know, because everybody else is like, well, I can make a shovel. And he's like, I, I can use a shovel to kill someone, <laughs> you know, and so he's, I do like know. the fact
0: that, and in, 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 once again, people, uh, I, I, I know I've never, I've probably never said it on Imagine If, but I've said it on Tobias Heroics, and I've said it in Hey Mitch, but uh, I, I've i never read the Walking Dead comic books. Bum,
1: bum, bum.
0: <laughs> but uh, I, I. I, so my only exposure is is him in the TV show, and I I like the the idea that this is a guy who, obviously before the zombie apocalypse happened, he had some kind of training, fighting style, and stuff like that. You know he, but he uses it not to intimidate other people. He uses it to help people. To yeah,
1: I mean he literally like in the show, it's people, like his parents should have been killed, but they lived somehow. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> wah, wah, wah. So,
0: I mean, he, he people come to him, even though there's a, an appointed leader of their group, they still come to him to be like, hey, there's a problem here for this. Yeah. There's a, you know, this needs to be taken care of kind of thing.
1: Well, it's neat that, yeah, he's a reluctant leader. Like, he, he's not going to stye away from it, but at the same time, he's not going to embrace it. You know, and it is. It's funny because it's like with Gregory. Oh, Gregory, I hate that. I even hate saying the name. <laughs> like, I hate that character so much. Um you know and it makes sense why he got stabbed in that up. you know like it was like okay they sent somebody and he got stabbed it makes sense I know both adaptations played that the same way <laughs> thank you thank you I, my only regret is that the stab wasn't fatal you know um, uh, the only regret it's, is that Rick saved him. yeah you know he killed the other guy he shouldn't have you know he should be like hey good job you know but it's it it was, it was just such a low, like, he's just such a low life. And that's why it's neat that there's somebody like Jesus there who's like, all right, hey, it's okay. Even though the guy can make the trains run on time, we will still find a way to do right by our people, you know? And it's, it's neat because it's like, you know, the trains run on time. Who's the famous historical figure that we're talking, uh, Mussolini. Oh, yeah right. You know, so Italian, correct? Yes. You know, and they, they did side with Nazi Germany, Right. I'm, not, I'm sure not every Italian was like, hey, we're okay with this. So I feel like that's the same thing. It's like their leader caved. He's like, okay, these people are close. They look like they're going to win. So, hey, let's, let's speak their language. And everybody else is like, really? We're going to? <laughs> and, you know, there's somebody like Jesus saying, look, we might not like the Kool-Aid, but we'll still do our way of life. Don't sell out all the way just yet. <laughs> yeah. And that's, that's what I like about Jesus. You know, he's got that, that, that vibe to him.
0: And so, I mean, are, are there any other key stories that they've created so far for Jesus in The Walking Dead?
1: Well, with him, with his appearance, so eventually he helps.
0: Um, so take into account, people, that this is what, what this is the comics, this is the comic books. Yeah. So the way the comic books have gone with the show so far is it could happen, it could not happen. Yeah. The story We're could
1: looking it could not. So you know, they're a good eighty percent spoiler similar, if you want. Yeah. Or not. So potential spoilers. So basically, once, once Jesus is introduced, he becomes a major character. He, he really does. He's now part of Rick's inner circle. Okay. So the hilltop is basically like, okay, look, we, we are this farming force. You know, We make goods, foods, and all these things. So, but unfortunately, we lose 50% of our load to these Negan people, and they're mean. They're the saviors, and they're not. <laughs> so you know, Rick's group is like, fine, pay us instead, and we'll take care of it. And they're cocky. You know, and then they do. They sure enough, they they get confronted by Negan. You know, Negan goes to Alexandria and, you know, he's like, all right. And he he punks the hell out of him and he does. He neuters Rick. I'm not going to say what happens because that is a major spoiler. Um, Issue 100 of The Walking Dead. I almost quit the book after that because it was just so hurtful. You know, my my rule is, you know, as soon as they kill Rick, I quit the book. So, I'm still reading the book, so there's a spoiler um, <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah they 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 killed off a major character. It was brutal to look at, it was hard to read, and it was a shame and you know, then we just we had war, the next twelve issues you know and and that that's a year, that's a year, folks, but they did it like they double shipped books, so it was really six months, but that's some hard work by the writers and artists the writer and artist I shouldn't say writers and artists. Cause there's only the one, the two of them. Right. Right. Um, so anyway, so, but, uh, Jesus really stepped it up. He actually stepped it up to the point where it's almost like he is from the hilltop, but he's more with Rick and Alexandria. Cause they think the same. Yeah. So he's like, I'm with you. I'm down for sneaking into these compounds. I'm down for doing what needs to happen. I'm, I'm up for it. And eventually, you know, Rick's forces, you know, good triumphs over evil. And, you know, Jesus survives and he's doing great. And him and Maggie kind of start winding up developing a friendship because it's the same thing where, um, what's her name? The, the lady that was in charge of Alexandria? Deanna. Deanna, how Deanna's seeing, like, oh, you have potential for leadership with Maggie. The same thing happens in the comic. Maggie is becoming more of a stateswoman. So we kind of see uh, Jesus, he's almost becoming like her, like, you know, her secret serviceman. Okay. so he's there with her, so you know now now, Maggie is the new leader of the hilltop, and you know she's running that because in the books, after all out war, there's a jump, okay, and you're kind of like how long did this how long did this jump go because in the comics, it's funny, Carl, you know he looks like about a thirteen fourteen year old <laughs> In the show, he looks like a thirty-year-old. No, no, event. Chandler Riggs though. He's still, but you know, he's looking like oh, oh, all yeah, right. This he's kid's like 18, eighteen now. Yeah, yeah than he was to so 12. so. They they did the same thing in the books. They jumped Carl to the point where it's like, hey, it looks like Chandler Riggs now. You know, so they aged him. So you're kind of like, okay, well, what happened? Um, so I don't think they've really clarified how much of a jump it was. But Jesus has made it so far, and he's really stepped it up to you know, like I say, he's he's kind of like a personal bodyguard for Maggie. So pretty much since his introduction, he's hit the ground running and he's been a very pivotal character. Um, one thing that's really neat about the, the Walking Dead is since it's based in a real world, you know, albeit with zombies, we have things. We have all kinds of representations. So I don't, I don't know if they've done this in the show, if they've have clarified it or not, but uh, Jesus is homosexual. And so at the time, he's having a relationship with the doctor of the hilltop. Um, so I don't know if they're gonna. I don't know if they'll play that or not. You know, we were we were chatting about this before we recorded, but you know, Daryl, what's 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 his well, see, what's his choice? And know? I don't know. I don't know who, how
0: how many people will get upset. You know, from from saying this or not. Ladies, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly, because he's got a big female following. Yep. But I think when he was introduced to Alexandria, Daryl was introduced to Alexandria, and he saw how Aaron the the recruiter and his husband were living. He. He almost became happy Like he was Relieved Like that other people Were out there like this Like I, yeah. I don't know To me that, Maybe that, I was just reading Into it too much But I, I felt like And he's never had A relationship with Anybody else in the show Well I kind of felt like There was a little bit Of a Carol romancing I think there I, I, mean, I think that's I think a lot of people Want that Carol and Daryl Thing to happen I, I felt I, like, I mean but like, I think it's more Of a sister thing now I
1: think he's Well there's he's, something he's a more, Yeah ever since They've gotten into Alexandria They're not together anymore like no, they, they don't hang out. They, they don't, don't talk. You they, know, she became almost like a mother to him. You know, like go wash behind your ears before you come to and supper. Then,
0: and then there's the whole time when it was just him and Beth together. You would think that at some point they
1: were gonna. I'm surprised they didn't do something. I mean, I, I could see. You know, Beth is portrayed as a girl of under 18, and obviously Daryl's a man. So, I mean, if this was the real world, no, that would have happened. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Daryl looks like the guy who's like, hey. There's a party going on in that oven. Time to put the roast beef in, you know? But, I mean, I, I, I really do think that
0: they're going to... Eventually it's going to come out that Daryl's gay. And he could never admit it before because look at who his brother was. and how, oh, yeah. The, the way that they lived their life before the apocalypse. That... It sets have been okay. them free as yeah. opposed to
1: what the normal world would have kept them. So uh,
0: if that happens, then maybe the two of them get together. And then that's kind of weird because it's kind of like alternate universes of, the, of each other. <laughs> like making out and, all right, <laughs> let's not talk about that anymore. Yeah, uh, that leads a whole new way to
1: masturbation being the uh, <laughs> terminology. <laughs>
0: But uh, I think that's that. I, I think that's where where uh, it, it's important to know where the Jesus character comes from and whether he is or is not a response to the fact that they needed a Daryl in the comic book. You know, it's interesting to to speculate that way.
1: Yeah. Well, it definitely. Like I said, if you go back and you look at you know issues ninety one and ninety two and some of the promotional art, it did. It felt like it's like, oh, are we getting Daryl? Well, we can't have Daryl just yet because that's going to be a good ace in the hole to save. But you know, this yeah, is the next what if, best thing. What if one day.
0: Kirkman does decide to kill Rick off in the comic books. That's who's the your day you said your you're going yeah. to. Yeah, who's the character that everybody will jump onto because they already like him? Yep, Daryl. Um, yep, <laughs> uh, exactly. I feel
1: that's what it exactly is. You know, it's like. Because eventually I feel like Carl will inherit the book. Right. You know, he's the next generation of all this stuff. But yeah, you know, it's like, all right, I've got this really good character. I'm going to save him. So that way, when, when we do have those couple of months of sales sucking, <laughs> boom, it's back.
0: <laughs> now, uh, just one more time, what, what, which issue was the first appearance of Jesus?
1: Issue or 91 of The Walking Dead. 101? 91. 91. 91. Okay. So 91, and it's a cameo, so if you go buy the book, you're only getting two pages. I mean, hey, that's some good, you know, send your kids to college money. No, I kid. <laughs> um, but issue 91 is the cameo. Issue 92 is the full first appearance. Just like just like Wolverine back in the day and oh, issue gosh. Hulk of two sixty. One eighty. And then one yep, issue one hundred eighty um, we we see the Wolverine. Who is he? Tune in next month of, claw marks on yep. the leaders. The Coming up at you, and then issue one hundred eighty one of the incredible Hulk. <laughs> Here he is, the scrappy little Canadian. And what's interesting, then just a weird little side note, so apparently like the month before either the month before one hundred eighty or the month of issue one eighty. There were some ads And it said Check out the Incredible Hulk Introducing the Wolverine And it showed a full picture Of him in costume So our people are arguing Hey That's the first appearance Ooh That's the first appearance That ad
0: is the first appearance And you know Maybe sometime in the future When we get We, get, we, we, we want to get around To talking about Wolverine Even though I think a lot of people know him, We can talk about the fact That uh, the claws Were actually supposed To just be gloves Yep those were supposed to be part of his gloves, the, not not part of his mutations. Yep, so. That was
1: a, like a piece of weaponry. Yeah. Well, hell, you know, they had a running theory that he was a mutated Wolverine. Right, not a He was a, a Wolverine who turned into a man. Yeah, you know, <laughs> It's was like, what the hell are you guys <laughs> Which thinking? Which I do remember
0: them doing that kind of story in with Beast at one point, when Beast... Was so. He's supposed to have been so, so lonely because there wasn't another mutant out there like him until his cerebro or whatever found another mutant like him. But then it ended up being a mutated cat instead of a, mutated, a person oh to become like a cat. Oh. Uh, so. Comics. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there you have it. That's character 101 for Jesus you know we didn't spend too much time on Jesus himself we talked
1: more about other stuff but no. there's not much out there for well, him stuff i mean we we just celebrated issue 150 of walking dead so at best jesus has 59 comic book appearances and Two television episodes. Two, yeah, two television so that's, episodes. You know. So
0: you know, the best place to, to do is if you want to read those, you, you can catch up on those episode, uh, those yeah. issues. And you can definitely jump onto the, the, the show right now and find out what you well, want to find out. It's but... all there.
1: It's it's a quick handful. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, binge reading. We're going to start that. <laughs> uh, but this has been Character 101's... Or this
0: has been Imagine If Presents <laughs> Character 101's Jesus on the Geekly Radio Network. So I'm at agent of the bat, at agent underscore of the underscore bat on Twitter. Chris is? At stuff I should, S-H-U-D say, on Twitter. There's a geek, at Geekly Radio on Twitter, Geekly Radio on Facebook,
1: and com is our website. Yep. So please feel free to keep shooting out the questions. We love it. It's it's always fun conversation. Thank you for listening. Thank you very very much for listening. Um, you know it's 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 fun to get to talk. You know and you know the more you throw out there, the more we can help you discover and you know have have ourselves discover some interesting stuff. Exactly. You know? uh, Bruce Banner nailing Wonder Woman. <laughs> that's a that's the ultimate geek dream right there. <laughs> Points to that question,
0: <laughs> and uh, it, it, return tune in next week for our challenge of uh, what would the House of M look like in the DC universe. So uh, until then, this has been Imagine If on the Geek Elite Radio Networks. Saying always remember to geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.